Hello everyone, I hope you are keeping well. Welcome to another episode of the Middle Age Gaming Podcast, the number one show where we talk about games, gaming philosophy, predictions, and pretty much everything under the sun. Your hosts are Adam, Korean, Antoine, and Phil. Pretty much whoever can be there for the show because as you know, Middle Age gamers are busy. We have family, commitments, work, and so many other things. Enough said, let's get on with the show. So, I am doing this on Clubhouse. That way, if you want to directly speak to me, you can go there. I do not have the link at the moment. I am sorry, but uh, that is something I should get. So I will grab that later. But, right, we are live on Clubhouse, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook currently. And we are talking about the Xbox Games Showcase. So we are going to hop right into that. So I have a list here of every game that was revealed and whether they are exclusive or who they are coming to. And yeah, that is what we will be talking about. So we're just going to go down through the order and we're going to start off with the first one. I wish I had a third screen here because I could really use one. So the first game we got was Redfall and I didn't really know what too much about Redfall was. I honestly, for a long time, I thought it was related to the Elder Scrolls just because of the Red Guard. So I thought it was something to do with the Red Guard and the Elder Scrolls, and I was very wrong. It's apparently a Left 4 Dead style game, and you will be fighting vampires and cultists. And overall, looking at it, it looks pretty good. I'm not really into those kinds of games. I never really played Left 4 Dead too much, so for me, it wasn't really... Yeah, I just never really had friends to play with it. I have friends, obviously, but yeah, they weren't really playing Left 4 Dead or anything like that, so I didn't really get into it. And we did try Evolve, and that didn't work out too well. And obviously Evolve didn't last very long. Now it's pretty much gone. So of those games, I've really only tried Evolve and it didn't work out. So yeah, but looks pretty good otherwise. If you're the kind of person that's into that, it looks like it'll be fairly fun. And yeah, so you have different abilities and stuff like that. So yeah, not too much to say on Redfall. But from what I've seen in the comments, apparently they're pretty conflicted. Some people are pretty excited and other people seem to be disappointed. I guess they were expecting something else. I'm not really sure. But yeah, so not too much to say there. All right. If you guys are listening, you can just pop right in and go ahead and just leave a comment or whatever. And we'll talk about it. But otherwise, I'm just going to go through these things because we have a total of 32 games. There were 32 games announced. So I've gone through all of them. And of these 32 games, 13 of them are going to be exclusives to Xbox. 10 of them are going to be released on at least the Xbox and the PS5, or I guess the PlayStation. And one of them is going to be released on Xbox and Switch, but not the PlayStation, which is disappointing because that's one of the ones that I'm actually interested in. And then there are six that are launch titles on the Xbox, but then will be coming to other consoles later. So basically of the 32, 13 exclusives, 10 launch exclusives, and then the remaining 12 are... Yeah, and then the remaining 12? 12, that's right. No, 11. The remaining 11 will be multi-platform. So, yeah. So, anywho, moving on to Hollow Knight Silk Song. That was the second one they showed. And this one is going to be unknown. This one, we know it's going to be on Xbox. We know it's going to be on Switch. And is it coming to PlayStation? Hard to say. So this one is one of the 
potential launch exclusives. We're not really sure, but uh, it could come to PlayStation. It would make sense. The previous game did come to PlayStation. And this is one of the things that was really, to me, the disappointing thing that we lost E3. Because at E3, you would always get, it would tell you, you would have the Xbox show, but it would still tell you which consoles everything was coming out for. But at this event, or you'd have a PlayStation show, and at the end it would say PlayStation and blah, 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 blah. This one only says if it's coming. It always says it's coming to Xbox, and then it'll mention if it's coming to PC or not. Or it'll mention if it's coming to PC and not Xbox. And it doesn't mention any other platforms. So that makes it really misleading because a lot of times you're thinking like, oh, okay, this is going to be exclusive. And it's not. Or you think, that, oh no, you think, oh, okay, this is going to, it, it, you wonder, is this going to be coming to other consoles or not? And Hollow Knight Silksong is one of those games that is definitely coming to the Switch. And I would be surprised if it didn't come to the PlayStation. Now, is it going to come to the PlayStation on launch? I don't know. Maybe not. It might be, it might be, why does it say I am muted here? Oh, okay. I've been muted on Clubhouse this whole time. See, this is my second time using it, and I probably did it completely wrong. But now I understand how to use it. <laughs> I'm going to have to start over. That's okay. So anyway, we didn't talk too much about Redfall. So anyway, so Hollow Knight Silksong, this game it does interest me. I haven't actually played the first one. I do have the first one, but I haven't played it yet, and I was thinking about playing it. But then, then um, right now I'm doing .hackgu recoded, so that might take me a while because that's actually... Three games? Four games? I thought it was three, but then there's a four on the main menu, so I'm kind of like, oh, okay, maybe one's a movie or something. I'm not sure. But uh, that'll probably take me a while. But they are older games. These are games for the PS2, and it definitely shows. So, But that's neither here nor there. So Hollow Knight Silksong, that might be what I pick up after this. We'll see. Or, But I might pick up Hollow Knight after I finish Dot Hacker U. Hello! Morning, buddy. What's up? How's it going? I'm trying to figure... Oh. Hey? I said, how's it going? Oh no, I was like, yeah, it's going good. I survived the calling yesterday. Oh, nice. Yeah, I'm figuring yes, out how to do it. this. I think I was muted for the first like few minutes. Oh no. Yeah, yeah. this, something like the UI here is a bit weird. Yeah, I started off muted. It's really weird. I have to click the record button on public room to make it work. It's weird. I don't know why. Let me see if I can share this to our Meg Twitter. How do you do this? But no, this is the problem. Is is my Twitter is set to not? Oh, there we go. Middle aged gaming tweets. How about you? How's it going? Going okay. Just going off on uh, the game. So far, I've gotten through the first two. I was mentioning that uh, I went through every single game and looked at most of the trailers. Maybe not the entire thing, but uh, most of it. And there are a total of thirty-two games. And of those thirty-two games, thirteen are exclusive. 10 will be launched on PlayStation. Six of them are launch exclusives, which will likely come to PlayStation later. And two, we don't know what's going to go on with those ones. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, why I suggested this as well is I wanted to get your take because you were a bit worried. I remember when we talked about Xbox exclusivity, Game Pass, Microsoft buying up studios left, right, and center. Yes. There's only one that I... That's only one complete exclusive that I am disappointed in and that is Cocoon and that is because that actually does look like the kind of game that I would enjoy it's a Annapurna game and I do enjoy those games but that one is exclusive to Xbox and Switch so it's coming to Switch but it's not coming to PlayStation which is a bizarre thing to me maybe it will come to PlayStation later strange. but I was saying that is very strange 
Yeah, so everything I've found online says that it is mentions the Xbox and mentions the Switch, but I have seen no mention of it coming to PlayStation, which maybe it will. There's always that possibility, but yeah. So that, that's the only one that I'm disappointed with in terms of exclusives. The, the other one's Starfield, obviously. Even though I am a critical of it, I would probably definitely get it if it still came to PlayStation. And so that's disappointing, but I'm not super disappointed. Like for me, like I've said it before, I'm... I understand the point of exclusives, but I don't like it when you take a franchise or an IP and then take it away from the fans. And if you give somebody something once, I feel like you should always give it to them. Starfield, I've never had it before. It's a new IP. I'm not invested in it emotionally. But yeah, if I don't get that one, fine. But uh, Elder Scrolls 6, if you know that one, I'll definitely be disappointed when it's announced that it's a exclusive. That'll definitely disappoint me. But that wasn't announced here. For games like Starfield, I would think a lot of people are in, in in a boat that I imagine anyway, this just might be in my mind, that where they're, okay, uh, we're used to Bethesda producing these awesome AAA experiences, which is why people jump into franchises from established companies, because no matter how bleak the world looks or any problematic game mechanics, anything, people are like, okay, Starfield from Bethesda, I play Fallout, I play Skyrim, blah, 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 blah. I'm going to do this no matter what. Yeah, no, like I'll still, that's the thing is I'm on the fence on it and it's not because it's not because of the exclusivity or anything like that. The reason I'm on the fence is because if it was coming to PlayStation, I would definitely get it, but it's not. So the idea is I can get it on the computer, but my computer's about five years old at this point, I think maybe three or four. So my computer's pretty dated. My graphics card is a 1060, 1070, 1080, 1060. I have a 1060 NVIDIA, was it GTX? And yeah, I'm not sure how well that's gonna run the game. So I've seen, I've looked up specs for the game and obviously nobody knows, but some of the specs say, oh yeah, 1060 will run it. And others say like 1060 will run it on the lowest possible settings. It'll barely run it. Yeah, my computer's a bit dated. If And, and yeah, and I, and I don't know. Cause my computer runs perfectly for everything I need to do. If I need to do streaming, it runs fine. Most of the games that I play, it runs fine. I usually use the PlayStation for newer stuff and I'll use my computer for older stuff. You know, that's been out for a while and doesn't really, I, that's how I typically do PC gaming is I'll get a PC and then catch up on all those games that I wasn't playing on PC because I was busy playing on PlayStation. And yeah, so it's kind of, oh, would I need to upgrade my computer for Starfield? Probably. Is it worth buying an entirely new computer for Starfield? Maybe I'll just wait until I do need to upgrade a computer and then play it years later. That's a possibility. So. Yeah, I'm on the fence of it right now. So it'll depend. It'll really depend on what kind of specs it requires to run. Yeah. But are you a person like who's like my younger brother is very, I would say, fiscally conservative, very similar to you in a sense. Like, like you only you spend money on the things you really, really, which are important to you. Mm. But you tend to, as you should at our age, save a lot of money. Try. So, <laughs> like he plays games at a, I would say, with a very older style graphics card, and he seems to be fine. Like for you, when you're playing games at low resolution, is it bothering you? Or you're like, oh my god, I wish this was on my PS5. What's your Oh, no, I, I definitely am. Like, I wish this was on my PS5. <laughs> graphics don't really bother me too much, but that's the funny thing is. They haven't traditionally, but now just started because uh, I just finished the second run of Horizon Forbidden West. So I just started uh, .hackGU, which is the not remake, remaster of the which the .hack uh, was it GU? I, yeah, the .hackGU games, and it's upgraded PS2 graphics, and it does 
stand out just the characters their, their faces aren't even animated you just have this like solid look on their face and there's a voiceover and they're not talking and uh, it is a little bit bothersome actually going back to doing it just because uh, it does feel really slow and really stiff but uh, normally i don't really care too much about graphics and i will pick stylized graphics over realistic graphics any day the borderlands stuff has a little more stylized so it doesn't age as badly but yeah running on the lowest specs it, it does still bother me because I feel like I'm missing out on part of the experience because, you know, like my draw distance isn't as far or the loading times are much, much higher or it's just, uh, yeah. So I like to play games as they're intended, not on their lowest specs. Sure, no, totally makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't mind playing it on low specs, but I would prefer to play it as intended. So that's, I think, I typically why I play PC games later. And again, it also depends on the game. Like StarCraft I played on, my computer was not great. And so StarCraft I played on the lower specs. And that was okay because, you know, all the units are really small anyway. And you're not looking for a high level of detail there. But when I did upgrade that computer and I was able to put it on, I think, medium specs or whatever. It was, I think some of the things were high, but most of them were medium specs, but then when I was playing it, I was like, oh my god, how was I playing this before? This looks so much better. But yeah, I do enjoy, though, those videos of, have you seen, I don't remember who does it, but they do these videos called Potato Mode, and they try to run a game as low, uh, on as low a spec as they possibly can. Have you seen that? No, that's incorrect. I have seen those like thumbnails, but I haven't clicked on the videos. Yeah, they're pretty crazy how how they can get the game to quote unquote run, but uh, they just strip it of everything. And sometimes they end up having to mod the game too. They're like, oh, I'm just gonna rip out all the textures. <laughs> and it's like, I don't think that's how it was intended to, to work, but it's funny to watch what they can do. And I think the whole thing is oh, supposed yeah. to be a joke, yeah. but I think I've seen yeah. like a bare bones of Skyrim and it was pretty loud. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty bad. But yeah, the point is that they run. But yeah, I played Skyrim on the PS3 and I never got it on PC. And I know you're supposed to get those games on PC because of the mods, but uh, but it's one of those things where Todd Howard says we're going to keep selling Skyrim as long as people keep buying it. And now I'm like, maybe now I should get Skyrim for the PC because my current PC should be able to run Skyrim, an 11 year old game pretty well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, maybe I should pick up Skyrim on PC now and finally check out those mods. But the backlog is beckoning. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's the same. I had the same thought about Skyrim for the Switch because it has the it has the gyroscopic controls mm. and you do the arrow movement for when you want to launch arrows and I'm like that would be pretty fun but as we you and i often drum on and about right the, the backlog is so huge and now that i'm like a seem to be in the last two months a permanent switch gamer I'm like not buying anything on pc anymore i'm just pretty much buying stuff on switch whenever i get a chance yeah yeah some of that gimmicky stuff too doesn't i don't know like i've tried it and it didn't really click for me. For example, Okami. I played Okami on PS2 and absolutely loved it. And then when it came out on PS3, normally if I'm going to get a game, I'm going to wait at least two generations. So normally I would, so it came out on the PS4 again. That's why like The Last of Us, when it came out on PS4, I was like, it just came out on PS3. Now you're redoing it on PS4. And now they're going to redo it on PS5. Two generations I can get. That's 12 years later. Okay, fine. But yeah, releasing it, re-releasing a game every generation to me is just, but the Okami, when it came out on PS3, it had move controls. 
And so you could do the painting like in the air with your hand and all that. And so that's why I picked it up because I was like, oh, okay, this is going to add a whole new element to the game. It's going to be totally new and I'm going to be able to do the painting in the air and this is going to be so much fun. And I did that for all of maybe 20 minutes and then I was like, no, I'm just going to go back to the controller. And so, yeah, that, that gimmicky stuff, I don't know. It appeals to me for a while, but then I'm like, I'm just going to go back and play it the traditional way. So. I feel the same way as well. While I say, I talk a big game about Skyrim and any the move control, I just, a lot of that stuff just takes too much time. It's the same with VR. Like, I remember when Samsung's Go VR came out, you plugged your phone into the headset. Cool, this is sweet. But it's, I guess, with a lot of traditional VR, a lot of criticism I've heard about VR as well is that it's just, you, there's no killer application that says, oh my God, I'm not going to use my PC, I'm not going to use my iPad, I'm not going to use my switch i'm gonna do vr today and it's very hard i would imagine with new platforms to compete for our age groups backlog who if most of us like you and i've been playing games since we were tiny tots yeah. so it's how do you create something that so incentivizes you to not use like your infinite library of choices and to just use that thing unless it's like a it has to be this amazing immersive experience that i, I don't think the technology is there just yet no, you're going to need those, uh, the, like the chest piece and stuff that gives you haptic feedback on your body and whatnot. But uh, Eric said he has that treadmill thing, so that'll be cool. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure I've that helps. That on Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, it's impressive. I can't wait for him to stream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how much that costs. That guy must have some good money. <laughs> it actually wasn't that expensive. It was about $600. Oh, okay. That's actually not that bad. Yeah, that's expensive, but that's not expensive for what you got. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's to say, it is a lot of money, but in... in what you're getting, the software, the integration with the headset and stuff, is, it's actually not bad. Yeah, yeah, it's expensive, but it's not as expensive as I would have expected. I would have expected it to be way more. 600 is not that bad. I mean, that's the same if you're buying an Xbox and a PS5 and you've already spent over $600. And I know a lot of people apparently do have two consoles. But apparently, from what I've seen online, most people recommend if you're going to go that route, get the PS5 and get the Xbox S series. Don't get the don't get to the X and the PS5. That's redundant. Yes. Yeah. So because and then, yeah, cloud gaming and all that. So that's one of the things that they that was announced. I guess I'm going to go out of order then was the where is it listed? I have it here somewhere. The announcement by Jima. I guess I didn't place it on. Oh, there it is. So the Hideo Kojima announcement, he basically said nothing. He, they said, uh, we're because they had just shown the, oh no, this was when they first, he uh, Phil first said it. He said Xbox has been saying they want more Japanese support. And so they've been reaching out to the Japanese. And so then he, they uh, talked about this partnership with Hideo Kojima. And then Hideo Kojima came out and said, I am making a game with Xbox Cloud. And I've been wanting to make this game for a while, and now I can. And that's it. And that's all he said. And so is this game exclusive? This is one of those maybes. We're not really sure. It might be exclusive. I would assume so. But I do know that, was it, the PlayStation Now runs on Azure. So seeing as PlayStation Now is running on the Microsoft Cloud system, if Hideo Kojima makes a game that runs off the cloud, the, the, their cloud does it have to be exclusive? Not necessarily. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to be exclusive or if this is going to be multi-platform. And then I don't know if this is going to be overdose or if this is going to be something entirely different. We don't know. Uh, we do know that Hideo Kojima is working with Sony still. Obviously, Death Stranding 2 is coming out. 
and we uh, he was working on some kind of horror game and so that was assumed to be a playstation thing but now it might be the xbox thing we're not sure although i don't know why you would need cloud computing for a horror game i'm sure you would have a perfectly good answer for it but i know that the other game that uses cloud computing the big one and there was an announcement for this one too is sea of thieves and the sea of thieves uses cloud computing for weather to keep it consistent okay. between all players so the weather is not calculated or all that on your personal computer it's all done on the cloud and then the weather is sent to your computer or to your xbox so yeah i don't know what he's going to do with a horror game with cloud computing because it seems if you're going to do that it has to be online all the time and unless it's multiplayer i'm not sure what kind of horror game would need to be online all the time that seems like it would be a strange choice to me i don't know you have any comments on I that i agree yeah. yeah. I know my thoughts on that would be cloud computing is like the biggest business for Amazon. It's I remember Microsoft's most recent results as well. Google's it's it's those three big companies. Cloud computing is like it's an increasing source of revenue and it makes sense in a gaming sense is that you reduce strain. Like I believe the Xbox Series S and the Switch already has some cloud computing functions in some games. The Xbox Series S more so as well. So it's that that could, that is supposed to be the future, right? Is that where you have like a USB stick? And I think Xbox was this was like an April Fool's Day, but it was the hint at the future where the future Xbox, whatever it is, just going to be a USB stick you plug into your 65 inch or 80 inch or 100 inch TV. Yeah, and everything is done in the cloud. Yeah, it's all streaming basically. And it's funny for me to see how much has changed in, I don't know, how long has it been? Six years? Seven years? Eight years? Because when the Xbox One came out, then, you know, the Microsoft wanted to do the always online, that thing. And people just were completely against it. They're just completely against it. No, this is bad. We don't want this. Cloud Gaming is that you have to be online all the time. And if you don't have, if, if you're relying on cloud computing, you can't play those games offline. So it's entire, it's exactly what they were saying a few years ago, but now they're making it, they, they just rebranded the, it's changed a little bit, obviously, because you're saving yourself some stuff, but it's the exact same thing people were against years ago. And now people are, yeah, this is great. It's funny how people change. I'm still on the fence. I think some games will benefit a lot from it. I think a game like a game like Sea of Thieves benefits a lot. That game is designed to be online all the time. It's it, you're supposed to play with friends. It's a it's a, basically an MMO in a way. So for an MMO style game, yeah, that makes perfect sense. I think that's great. But for uh, if you wanted to do like a Resident Evil that way, I'm, I'm not so on board with that because that that means if I don't have my internet, I can't play anything. I like playing my MMOs. I love Final Fantasy 14. If the internet's down, I can still play something else. And that's happened before. Right. Where my internet's not consistent. So it's been it's happened before where I don't have access to the internet. That's okay. I can switch over to Desperados 3 or Horizon Forbidden West or Death Stranding or any of these games because they're all offline. It's fine. But when, as we move into cloud gaming, that's not going to be an option anymore. It's, oh, your internet's wonky. Sorry. You just, you're out of luck. Can't play anything. So oh, I, I think, go ahead. I was, I just said, I think that uh, there's a place for it, but I don't think it should go in the direction that everything goes in that direction. I think there's, there should be a separation of these are the cloud games and these are the not cloud games. I think because the world is moving in that direction with constant online activity and like in, in first world countries, maybe 
I would say all first world countries, but most countries you have like guaranteed internet coverage pretty much everywhere, be it 5G or 4G, you're always on. And in Taiwan, we have right? unlimited internet. It's if, if, if in your situation, you could switch, like, like people have the power in Taiwan to switch to guaranteed affordable internet. Yeah, but look at the issues we were having before until so now I'm using a VPN and that's the only way I can keep a stable connection. Otherwise, my internet's not working too well. So sure, sure, sure. I mean, but like when you were, as you were saying before, like when you were playing online games and you were streaming and stuff, when you're playing online games, you were fired, which is just when you were streaming, which is causing issues. So you could. Yeah, yeah, no, your, no, like, yeah online games, I was fine. You were fine. Yeah. Yeah, but there and the, but there have been cases where because this is an old house and when anytime they do construction, yeah, the internet's I, I just in it. so yeah, the internet's not always consistent. And I live in a major city. If we were living out in like Taidong or something like that, and a typhoon comes through and it knocks out power or something like that, they'll get power back, but internet might be out for a while. And being in Taiwan, there are entities that may not want us to communicate with the outside world. <laughs> just saying. Also, very good point. Yeah, so I think having. I, I think having access to the internet is great, but I don't think it should be mandatory or required to be able to do things, basically. That's my my thinking. I'm, I think we should be, I think there's a value in being able to go off the grid from time to time. So, just saying. Hi. Yeah, so I definitely think that so that's why if with me, with the Kojima thing, I am very interested because I really want to see what he does with it because he's a creative guy. He's got some good ideas. And I think if he does something with the cloud, it's going to be something that you couldn't do off the cloud. Because he said, like, this is a game I've been wanting to make for a long time and something like that. So I really hope that this is the kind of thing that only works with the cloud and does not work offline. But we'll see what that is. I don't know what that is. Maybe if it is Overdose and it is a horror game, maybe there's, I don't know, maybe whatever you're trying to run from, or maybe the environment is, maybe it'll be like a, what was that, was that game? Phantasmagoria or something like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe it's something like that. And I can understand cloud gaming for that because it's meant to be online. You're supposed to play with the other people online. So if you're already online, great. I'm just saying, if you don't need to be online, I don't think you should make it that you do need to be online. It just seems like extra steps to me, but, but yeah. I just wanted to see how it was going. It's a shame that no one else is here yet. No, no one else is here and nobody's in the chat either. Cause I'm streaming on the stream as well. So I'm on Twitch and YouTube and, and Facebook. That's and, cool. Uh, I know I saw that on YouTube. I'm like, that's surprising. It might just be because the fed raised interest rates another 0.75% yesterday. Okay. But there's going to be a lot of knock on effects, more job losses. This, like a uh, whole bunch of U.S. companies and stuff have let go of people related to housing and stuff. Uh, and so, you know, when the Fed raises the rates, it's going to happen here sometime soon as well, especially here because of inflation. So it's going to be that, that whole global recession is coming far sooner than we think. And that's another thing is when, when you get a recession like this, people, if they're losing their jobs and stuff, maybe they can't pay for Internet every month. But if you already have a game downloaded, you can play that in, perpetu in perpetuity offline so yeah i don't know that, that's totally true i would argue that like in taiwan we see uh people no matter like the how low level your job is or you're working for a minimum wage right what, what how much would like been us dollars like four five five dollars an hour right five dollars an hour at the t-store 
they'll still be sporting like an iPhone 14 or iPhone 13. Oh, yeah. Um, They're super yeah, cheap. so I think internet is one of the last things people will cut, no matter where you live. Like, you could be True. a little central Africa where people are poor. But they um, might get one of the lot... lower packages. For yeah. sure, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right, good luck with whatever you're going to be doing. I, I am just doing, I'm just organizing work stuff. I have a meeting with the CEO later today, and he wants to restructure my role. So I'll be doing something totally new, probably starting next week. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you excited or nervous? No, I'm not nervous. It's always, we're at an age where we're pretty flexible in what we do, so it's fine. All right, well, have fun with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll send you a few things online as well. Sure. Cool. You take it easy, man, and good job. It's it's really interesting as well. So yeah, I really I think like the it. The worst comes to worst is we can turn this into another podcast. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely. Come works. then I'll, I'll talk to you later. All right. Okay. Later. Later. All right. So we've lost Korean. So sad. But anybody else who wants to pop in, just join our clubhouse. Obviously, I really need to show you a link. Let me come up here. How do I find a link to this? Oh, here we go. Share. Room link copied in clipboard. I'm going to post this online real quick. So if you guys want to come online and chat with me, then come here. Let me just add this source right now. Text. I'm going to call this room link and paste. Oh, that's huge. But I should change. No, I don't want background. There is a way. Outline. Wait, isn't there? Or is a refund file? Vertical. No. Color. Select. Ah, outline. There we go. And the outline color, I'm going to make it black. There we go. And make this a three. Okay, now let's make this smaller. Oh, no, this is going to be like a really long link, isn't it? Oh, man. Oh, too small there. Hang on, I'm adjusting this. And, wow, I'm not even halfway through yet. Oh, my God, this link is so huge. Oh, dear Lord. How long is this thing? Okay, let's go. And pop. Right here. All right. Hi, we're trying something new today. So I am adding this. We can have live chat now so people can actually join us and chat in person. Now I'm going to put this. Where am I going to put this? I'm going to put this right. I'll just put it right there. Cool. All right. And let me, you know what? I should probably do this. Let's say I should probably put a background on it. Select color, black. Oh, wait. Opacity all the way up. Good, now I don't need the outline. There we go. Okay, so, where does it go? My lion. Oh, hang on. That didn't work where I wanted it to. But, but, there we go. Close enough. There we go. My lion, what do you mean my lion? Oh, the one behind me. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's, uh, my wife painted that. Yeah. Yeah, she painted that, uh, I don't remember where. Yeah, yeah, behind me. Yeah, my wife painted that, painted that lion. She went to, uh, she goes to, uh, or she bought it. You can buy it at a, you can buy them at, uh, what do you call it? Uh, just any kind of store, I think, really. And then, yeah, it's a paint by numbers kind of thing. Why is this thing so long? Oh my God, this is embarrassingly long. All right, we're going to figure out a way to do these things later. All right, so if you want to come in and do live chat, you can join at www.clubhouse.com room m-j-o-e-w-o-v-b question mark u-t-m underscore medium equals c-h underscore room underscore t-r and percent u-t-m underscore campaign equals two n-z-t-c-f-c-d-z-r-n-w-w-m-b-n-v-o-d-q-dash-two-three-eight-six-two-four. All right, that's a long name.
All right, so we are talking about the Xbox reveals. We've talked a little bit about Hollow Knight Silk Song and Redfall. We talked about the Hideo Kojima thing. What do you mean I can put on chat? Put what on chat? Oh, yes, I can. You're right. That's a good call. I can absolutely do that. Why didn't I think of that? That's a good call. All right, let's just pop this in here. Pop. There's that long link. Isn't that lovely? Oh, wait, why is that? That should be... There's the chat, yeah, so people can pop in and they can actually chat online. Everyone can hear your voice. Oh, if you have Clubhouse, I don't know, you might have to download Clubhouse, I'm not sure. But anyway, yeah, and then eventually I'm gonna be able to put uh, this on Discord as well. So I might have to try next time, if Clubhouse isn't working out, I might have to just do it on Discord so I can have people just jump in and out on Discord chat. Or just make it so people can jump in and out of Discord chat and Clubhouse chat, but that would be some pretty crazy managing. But actually, you know what? That wouldn't be pretty crazy managing. That would be pretty simple to do. It would just be a matter of muting. But anyway, back to the game. So we talked about Silk Song. That was interesting. High on Life. This one didn't really appeal to me. It, it did look like Stranger's Wrath, which was very interesting. I did enjoy Stranger's Wrath. But yeah, I don't know. It was just the humor wasn't really for me. It just, I don't know. It seemed a little bit too goofy. I'm sure people will enjoy it, but yeah, this one just didn't really appeal to me. But it is a console launch exclusive, so it will likely come to the PlayStation later, but we don't know. But yeah, so that was the thing. Is It's really vague what they were doing throughout the entire show because they're saying like console launch exclusive or they would say world premiere. And it's, what does that mean? Console launch exclusive. Does that mean that, I'm, I'm assuming that means that it's that was the weird thing is it said it sometimes console launch exclusive would mean that it is coming to other consoles later it's just coming to xbox first and other times console launch exclusive means that it is it's already out on pc but it's going to come to consoles yeah so yeah it's just really big so high on life it's first person shooter it's got it's made by the people who do Rick and Morty. And yeah, you basically get this little alien thing and the alien is a gun and the alien poops out bullets or some of the aliens just launch their babies at things. One of the aliens has a knife in his head. So all the aliens are weapons and they talk. And yeah, it was a kind of a goofy little thing. It didn't look overly complex. It looked like basically it was just a pretty generic shooter with just a gimmick. And so for me, that was kind of like me. So I, I wasn't super sold on that one. It might be good. It really depends on how gameplay goes, but it didn't look it didn't look as good as say something like Doom. If it had been Doom, I would have been way more interested than this. So that's just me. One of the other things that's really cool, and I was really confused by this. So Riot Games is launching on Xbox Live, which is really cool and or on the thing. So I was really cool with the whole thing. I was like, oh no, League of Legends coming to consoles. That's awesome. I'm so excited. But it looked like it was going to be exclusive, which was very disappointing to me. And then I was like, no, I would love to play League of Legends on my console. I feel like it's it would play very well on console, I, I, I feel like. So I was super excited about that. And then on Xbox Game Pass, you unlock every champion. And I'm like, that's insane. That's hundreds of dollars. Literally, that's a, that's a... That's an amazing value right there, is having access to every champion. Because it was quite a bit of work to unlock just the ones you wanted, let alone every single one. So that's really cool. I think that's probably one of the coolest things they have. But unfortunately, it is not coming to consoles. It is only on PC. And that took me a while to 
realize. Now it's it that is my fault. That is not misleading on their part because if you watch the video right at the end, it does say BC. So that was me getting not paying attention. That was not a vagueness on their part. That was not their issue. That was my issue. So unfortunately, it looks like we are not getting League of Legends on consoles, which is a shame because that was a very fun game. The only reason we stopped was because I have a friend and he was the one that kind of got me into it because we used to play a lot of World of Warcraft. And when I moved to Taiwan, I couldn't easily get access to my World of Warcraft account. I didn't have a credit card and you couldn't buy the prepaid cards in for a US account in Taiwan. So there was no way for me to pay for my account. And so I just couldn't play World of Warcraft for years. And then, so we wanted to play something together though. So we started playing League of Legends because his brother was into it, but his brother had some anxiety issues. And League of Legends, their community is not the most friendly. And he was actually, his doctor actually told him like, you know what, you're, this is getting to you, the stress is, no, that game is not good for you. Don't play that game anymore. <laughs> so he stopped playing it. And then when he stopped playing it, we wanted to play something with him. So we, we moved on as well. It is unfortunate that, uh, that we did stop playing. It was a lot of fun, but I completely understand that game is, and that's one of the few games too, that really got me riled. I've, so I completely understand. I was, I, I had played games online, but the, basically the games that I'd always played online were games like World of Warcraft, Starcraft, that sort of thing. And, and I, I guess I was soft skinned because. I was not expecting that level of toxicity. And I remember one time and I just, uh, I was playing the game and I was just playing for fun. I wasn't playing ranked or anything like that. I was just playing for fun. And the, I wasn't doing so well, obviously playing here in Taiwan, my ping was always up at like at least 200, often higher, maybe 400 at times. And it wasn't the best. And especially if I was playing the ADC, getting those last shots on minions, it was just really hard because a lot of times I would say attack and then the ping would take too long and it just wasn't very good on the timing because of the ping. And uh, yeah, one time I got somebody and they were like, dude, you suck at this game. Install the game. You, sh you should uninstall and never play again. And, and I got upset because I was like, why would somebody tell me to uninstall a game? Like, how bad do you have to be where the person's, you, you don't deserve to play this game. So I was really mad. That was the first time I'd seen such toxicity. And now looking back, it's like, that's not a big deal. Who cares what that guy said? For me, who had never seen any kind of toxicity online. I'd, I'd always, every time I'd been online, it was always friendly interactions. So that's shocking to me. And that was on League of Legends. So League of Legends was the first game that introduced me to the trolling nature of the internet because I had not been <laughs> trolled before. Yeah, so we haven't played that one in a long time, which is a shame, but because it was fun. And it's a shame about the community, but I think that's because it's a free game. But yeah, so if you get the Xbox, Game Pass? Yeah, if you get Game Pass, you get access to every character. You get access to all of their games. And you get access to, I think, maybe every character. You also get access to all the characters in Wild Rift. You get access to probably every character in Valorant. Basically, you get everything. So you just subscribe for Game Pass and you get everything in the game, which is pretty, pretty cool. So it's a nice value. All right, moving on. Let's talk about, because I was only planning to do this for an hour, but I can go a little bit longer. I've already done it for 50 minutes. We got 10 minutes before we hit our goal. And then after that, we can continue for forever. So we're also talking about Plague Tale. Plague Tale was another one that I was really excited about. I played the first one when it came free to PS Plus, and that game was very good. So I am super excited 
that Plague Tale is coming out and Plague Tale is going to be multi-platform. It is coming to PS5 and probably PS4 as well. So I am super excited about Plague Tale. That made me super happy, that announcement. Again, when I was watching the Xbox Live announcement, then it made me nervous because it wasn't clear whether games were coming out on PlayStation or not. And I don't have an Xbox, but after doing some research, I was very happy to see this. So Plague Tale, yeah, good. Forza Motorsport and Flight Simulator. So I'm not a big racing game fan. The last racing game I really played was Rage Racer on the original PlayStation, which is like, what, 1995 or something like that. So I haven't played a racing game in over 25 years. I've probably played a racing game in that time, but I haven't bought one and played consistently in 25 years. And I really enjoyed Rage Racer, though. I thought that was a great game. Sometimes I'm like, maybe I should get into Ridge Racer, but I'm not that big into racing games similar with sports games i when i was playing on the sega genesis as a kid we played madden we played the, we played one of the basketball games but uh, yeah as i grew older i'm like eh, i don't really sport, like sport i'm not into sports games i don't know not my thing and racing games i'm not into either but forza motorsport is coming out and this is what kind of confuses me because we have forza motorsport coming out and forza horizons hot wheels is a dlc coming out so is Motorsport and Horizon, are those two different games? I'm confused. So if somebody wants to come in and tell me what the difference is between Motorsport and Horizon, I'd be glad to know it. But yeah, I'm not quite sure what the difference is because it didn't Horizons just come out. So I don't know. But yeah, but anyway, I'm not into it. But if you are a racing fan, that is definitely good news because I know that Forza and Gran Turismo are the two big ones. So anytime you guys get a Forza game or a Gran Turismo game, that's a win. So good on you guys for that. And that is going to be exclusive, obviously. Also, the Flight Simulator is going to be out, which is also going to be exclusive. But what was cool was that they are going to give you, what's it called, a Pelican from Halo? So you get to fly around in a Halo ship, which is cool. I don't know how that's going to... I've never played Flight Simulator. So I don't know how all it works. I'm assuming that all the planes control differently to suit their, what do you call it? Their, whatever they are, their sizes and weights and controls and all that. So the fact that you get to control a Halo ship is actually really cool. And I'm pretty sure it can hover. So I'm not sure how that's going to come into play, but it'll be really interesting to see that. And that's a cool little, fun little thing. So yeah, that's cool. I actually have a flight stick back here behind me and it's a really nice one it's old but it's really nice it's got tons of features on it because my wife she was she did some pilot training actually and so she got it to do the pilot training but so i have a really nice flight stick really nice it's a logitech so i suppose at some point i could pick up flight simulator on the pc but maybe i want a better pc overwatch 2 i don't play overwatch and but it's super popular i don't know hey <laughs> When Overwatch came out, there were two games that were coming out around the same time. And those two games were Overwatch and the other one was, sorry, what was that? R6, Rainbow Six? No, it wasn't Rainbow Six. It was, the other game was, what do you call it? Battleborn. And I played Battleborn and I loved it. It was so much fun. And I was like, this game is great. I love this. And so I really wanted to play that game. My friends and I, we played the beta together. We had a lot of fun. We were like, we're totally going to buy this game. We're going to play together. It's going to be great. And so I totally bought the game. 
And actually the thing was, is cause it was coming out and Overwatch was coming out at the same time. And then with Overwatch, so they both had betas. So we were gonna like, okay, we're gonna play the Bloodborne, Battleborn beta, and then we're gonna play the Overwatch beta. And we played the Overwatch beta and I was kind of like, yeah, I'm not really into it. It didn't, I didn't like the feel of it because I guess Overwatch is more of a, what do you call it? A hero shooter. Whereas Battleborn was more of a first person MOBA, like League of Legends or that sort of thing, where you're leveling up and as you play, you, you get experience and you can level up and, but it actually had like level trees. So you could, as you played through it, you could go in different directions. So if you want your character to do maybe more AOE damage or more, or if you wanted them to do more precise damage, if you want your character to maybe have some healing or something like that. So it was really cool. It was a first person MOBA. I loved it. It was so much fun. And then I played Overwatch and I was kind of like, eh, I'm not really into this one. It's just a shooter, but people have abilities. Not as interesting to me. So my friends and I, we were like, okay, we're going to get, we're going to get this game. I went out, I bought Battleborn. My friends didn't, nobody else did. And uh, it died. <laughs> so money wasted so yeah so that game died you can't even play it anymore even if you want to you can't even play it it's totally dead it's totally gone it, it has ceased to exist in the world so i own a game that exists in no meaningful way other than a hole in my wallet from years ago yeah so because of that i'm a little biased against overwatch so i'm not excited about it but i know a lot of people are so good for them good for them moving on Ara, History Untold. I'm not really sure what this game is. It's a turn-based historical grand strategy game. I don't know. Is it supposed to be kind of like a Civ thing? I wasn't really sure just by watching it what it was supposed to really be. So because of that, I'm not really invested in it. So I didn't really do too much research, to be honest. But uh, yeah, if you're into that, sure. Okay, looks fine. Elder Scrolls Online, High Isle. Now I have played Elder Scrolls Online and we played... This was one of the games that we went to after playing League of Legends and or after we stopped playing League of Legends and it was a lot of fun. It was a really good game. It was really solid. There were some issues with it. I was playing as mostly an archer class and it seemed like I was an AoE guy. So it wasn't it wasn't as good as Skyrim, obviously. But that said, when we played, the first expansion hadn't come out yet. So we played vanilla and it's obviously had many expansions since then. So I have no idea what the quality of the game is like now and what has changed. So I don't know. Sometimes I'm kind of like, maybe I should go back because it is free in the terms of that you don't need that you don't need a subscription. So I could at any time just pop back in and see what's going on. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe at some point I will, but it is an MMO and those are best played with friends. So I will not be going back until I have somebody to play with. So we'll see about that. Fallout 76, The Pit. Again, I have Fallout 76. My friends and I bought it when Vanilla came out and played it like twice and then never played it again, which was a shame. We had, we had intended to, we just got busy doing other things, playing other games. I think what happened was usually there's me and two of my other friends from uh, from way back when one guy I've known since fourth grade and the other guy I've known since probably I've known him since probably around third or fourth grade, but we probably didn't start hanging out until maybe like seventh or eighth grade. But these guys go way back elementary school. I've known these guys since elementary school and we play every week. In fact, we're going to play today, every Thursday here in Taiwan. It's a Wednesday night for them. We get together and we play games. Currently, we are playing Apex. That's what we're doing. We are not very good at it. But uh, it's okay because we just play it to hang out and have fun. But anyway, we were going to get Fallout 76. One of one of my friends did. His brother did. 
The other guy did not. And I think the other guy was later on, like, oh, hey, we should play this other game. And we were like, fine. So we ended up playing, I don't remember what we ended up playing, but it wasn't Fallout 76. But it was okay. It, a lot of people gave it a lot of crap, but I didn't have any issues with it, really. Some of the things were people complaining like, oh, the sun rays are coming through the ground. It's Yeah, it's coming through a hill, but I don't know. For me, I'm not as pick picky on that. It wasn't a big deal for me. So maybe I'll get back into Fallout 76 The Pit at some point. And it's worth noting that the games that I've just mentioned, Overwatch, Elder Scrolls, and Fallout, all will be coming to PlayStation. That's cool. Arc 2, never played Arc 1. It always interested me, but again, it's that MMO thing where I'm like, I don't think I would play this game alone. I think I'd want to play with friends. So I never got into it, but this is a console launch exclusive. So I'm assuming that means that it's coming to Xbox first and then coming to PlayStation later. That's what I think it means, because the first one did come to PlayStation, so I'd assume the second one does. But also, too, I think Arc, the original Arc, came to PlayStation later. It wasn't originally on PlayStation, it came later. So it might be a similar issue here. So we'll see how that goes. If I had somebody who wanted to test it out and we could play together, I would totally be excited about this. But otherwise, as it is, me alone, not really alone, uh, not really excited about it. Scorn was the next game they showed. Scorn, I am not interested in. It it looks a lot like Agony, but or was it H.G. Geiger? Is that his name? H.G. But the Geiger guy. It's definitely his aesthetic, and that's cool. But I feel like that would get really bland really fast because everything they've shown has the same color palette and it has the same design, and that's cool it's uh, i feel like that works in moderation not in everything in the sense that because he did the design for the xenomorphs and aliens but you don't see the aliens that much which makes them all the more terrifying when you do and also it's them juxtaposed against a industrial setting so they stand out they pop they're horrifying and the second one, they go into the nest and the whole nest looks like that. But they don't spend the entire game in the nest. It's a uh, so it's this alien, horrible, horrifying thing. And I feel like with Scorn, they're going to have to they're going to have to change it up because I think that was one of the things with Agony where people were like, OK, it's cool, but it gets old and we want some more variety. And it's all just like after a while, you kind of become numb to it. It's not bizarre anymore. So I, so I was never really all that sold on Scorn, but I know a lot of people are, so good for them. Have fun with that. Flintlocks, Flintlocks, The Siege of Dawn. So this one is coming to Xbox and PlayStation, but I'm not interested in it. I don't know, just the, it's minimalist in a lot of ways. There's a, if you look at the video or you look at the things, it looks like it's a, I don't know, a devil may cry kind of thing. You got a gun and you've got a, was it an ax or a sword? And you, yeah, I'm not really sure. It looked, they kind of reminded me of Outward in the aesthetic, which is saying it looks a bit dated and looks a bit, a bit simplistic. And the gameplay didn't seem to appeal to me all that much. I know other people are really into it and they really enjoy it and they're really looking forward to it. I'm just personally not, that's perfectly, you know, not for me. Minecraft Legends. Now, I'm not quite sure what this is. What is this? Some sort of... It's Minecraft, but it's also a, a hero kind of game. I'm not sure. I've played Minecraft. I love Minecraft. It was really fun. I just play on survival mode. I don't do creative mode. I don't know why. If I'm like, if I want to create something, I'm going to spend the time to, to harvest and do all those fun things. But that's me. So, yeah, that's just how I run. 
CSGO. They did not mention CSGO at Game Fest. The Xbox thing. There was no mention of CSGO there. Oh, you're playing CSGO right now. Oh, fantastic. Good. I've never played CSGO. I hear a lot of good things. I hear a lot of good things about CSGO, but I have never played CSGO. I do not have CSGO. So, what was it Counter-Strike? Is that what CS stands for? Counter-Strike? I think so. Yeah, I've never played CSGO. I know it's popular here in Taiwan, but never done it myself. So, yeah. But Minecraft I enjoyed. So Minecraft Legends is probably fun. I made a promise to myself. When they mentioned the Super Duper Textures Pack, then I was like, okay, when this comes out, I'm going to get Minecraft because I want that. It looks cool. It's going to be really fun. And then they canceled it. And then I was like, oh, okay. No, I guess I'm not going to get Minecraft. <laughs> so I never got it. Yeah. All right, Lightyear Frontier. Now, this one was weird. This one looks... This one just looks like No Man's Sky. I didn't... Yeah, you're an astronaut in a mech running around on a planet harvesting and building a base. Yeah, this one just looked like a No Man's Sky clone. I'm not sure what to think about this, but it is going to be a console launch exclusive. So, again, not a game that particularly interests me. Sorry, but uh, whatever. Moving on, we had Gunfire Reborn. This was a, another shooter game, cell shaded. And they had uh, lots of cutesy little animals killing each other. I don't usually play those kind of games, so I wasn't really that interested in it. It's just not my style. For people that are into it, I'm sure it'll be interesting. But, uh, but yeah, I just wasn't super into it. The, case, the last case of Benedict Fox was the next game they showed. That's a console launch exclusive. So that's going to come to Xbox first. It's already, this is, okay, this is where it's weird. So sometimes they would say console launch exclusive. And that means that it's going to launch on Xbox first and then come to other consoles later. That's what it means sometimes. Other times, console launch exclusive could mean like this one where it's already on PC, but this will be exclusive on console. So now, it's, so it's exclusive on console. So it's launching exclusively on console. So sometimes they use console launch exclusive to say, this game is only coming to Xbox. And other times they mean it to say, this game is coming to Xbox first. So it's really confusing, yeah. But anyway, I, this one, as far as I can tell, is only coming to Xbox, and it's a Metroidvania. So this one looks interesting. I don't, I haven't played a Metroidvania in a long time. I'm more interested in Hollow Knight Silk Song than this one. But uh, yeah, this one looks pretty interesting. And this brings us to As Dusk Falls. Which one was As Dusk Falls? Oh, As Dusk Falls is the yeah. As Dusk Falls is the one. This was probably the lowest point in the show, actually. Because this is, at this point, they bring out a woman to announce it, and she's French, and she comes out on stage. And if you watch the live show, the comments get they, they go south real fast when that lady comes out on stage. I feel really bad for her. That's really embarrassing, some of the comments that people are making. So this was the low point for me. Also, the game, so she comes out, she announces this game, she's already getting all the sexist comments, and then... She reveals the game and it immediately went to, there were lots of Zs flying across this thing. It's basically like a comic book that you click through, it looks like. I guess you can make some decisions along the way, but it just, I don't know. This one just looked like very simple and very little gameplay. It's just 
there's not even animation. It's like a picture of a guy and he's, and then they have like words at the bottom and it's just, yeah, no, not for me. Apparently not for a lot of people who are watching the stream as well. But she did say that she felt that games were, or not, not her, but her company felt that games were about emotional things. And so they wanted to have an emotionally driven game. And also she said that they wanted to have a game that anybody could play. They didn't have to worry about quick time events and stuff like that. That's laudable. So it is, it's definitely a game and there's definitely an audience for it, but it's just not for me. It's not my kind of thing. I'm not going to be into that. Sorry. The next one was exciting for me. Naraka Blade Point. Now, Naraka Blade Point is a game. I have it on Steam and I've never played it and I've wanted to play it, but I just have so many other games that I'm playing that I've never got around to it. So this is coming to consoles, which is super exciting. And then, okay, so this is the thing. The last case of Benedict Fock, they said at console launch exclusive. And I looked everywhere and I can't see any sign of it being on anything but Xbox. So it looks like console launch exclusive means it's only gonna be launching, it's only gonna be, it's gonna be exclusive to Xbox on consoles. Naraka Blade Point also said console launch exclusive, but I have found articles that have previously revealed that it is going to be released on PlayStation. So they used console launch exclusive to mean two different things. And yeah, that's really confusing. So I don't know, unless Benedict Fox is coming to PlayStation and it just hasn't been announced yet, or unless Naraka Blade Point is no longer coming to PlayStation, despite the fact that it's already been announced for it. I don't know, but this one I'm excited for because when I played, it was free that month and they've had, uh, what was it, Hunter Legends Arena? Hunt, Legends Hunter Arena? Anyway, they had that game, it was free. I played it. I wasn't impressed. It was okay, but I wasn't that impressed. But Naraka Blade Point was a game that was very similar and I was very much looking forward to it. So I do have it, but I have never played it. And that's only because I've never really found the time to play it because this is one of those online games that you do have to invest time into. And I just don't have that much time to invest into one game like that, especially while I'm playing Apex. So I have not tried it yet, but it is coming to consoles and that makes me super excited. So I might even have to double dip because I'm pretty sure my PlayStation could run it better than my PC anyway. So that one I'm excited for. And I am a little bit nervous because I do want to play that one on PlayStation. And it did say console launch exclusive, so I'm not sure. Ment was the next one they showed, which was the, it's made by Obsidian and it's a, it's an RPG, but it's all made in like kind of the old medieval art style. So that didn't really appeal to me, but I like the idea. I like the idea of it. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. This is one of those games where depending, it would really depend on length. If it's not a long game, I'd be like, okay, sure. I'd definitely check it out. But if it was a longer game, I'd be like, eh, a bit too slow for me. I don't know. But but it is going to be free, free quote unquote on Game Pass, so if you have Game Pass, hey, awesome, have fun with that. This is definitely one of those games where if, if I did have Game Pass, I'd be like, yeah, I'll totally check it out because it's right there and I don't have to pay for it and we'll see how it goes. So this one I think is a win in the sense that it's coming to Game Pass. And then Grounded, which seems like it's gonna be exclusive. I think it is exclusive because I think it's made by Xbox Studios. So Grounded is another, th this one I am disappointed on. Grounded is something that does look interesting to me. I would actually probably enjoy playing Grounded and it's not coming to PlayStation. So this is, one of my biggest disappointments, this and Cocoon are my biggest disappointments of the show because these are the two that I would actually play that are not coming to PlayStation. So those two, disappointed. Next up, we have Erebon Shadow Legacy. Now this one to me looked like Aragami, so I thought it was an Aragami Aragami. I thought it was a sequel to it. It's not. It's a new game that just happens to coincidentally look near identical. So Aragami's fun. So I suppose this will be fun too. 
So yeah, it's a console launch exclusive. Will I get it? I don't know. I already have Aragami and Aragami 2. I think I have that one too. And I haven't played them yet. So definitely not anytime soon because I already have games that look near identical <laughs> that I need to play. Diablo 4. I'll be honest. I have not played a Diablo game except for Diablo 3. Diablo 3 was the only Diablo that I played. I did not play Diablo 2 back in the day. I didn't have it. So we did not have internet when I was younger. I didn't. I don't think we had internet until I was like... I don't think we had a computer until I was like 13. And I don't think we had a computer until I was like 16, 17. So yeah, most of my childhood, I did not have a computer. And most of my childhood, and even more of my childhood, I did not have internet. And when we did have internet, it was not used for games. It was basically, yeah, it was not used for games. I think my dad only got it for Napster and that was it. So yeah, Diablo was not a game that I played when I was younger. And... I played Warcraft 2, but I played online. I played offline only. I never played multiplayer. So yeah, and I played Diablo 3, and apparently that one was not great. But uh, yeah, that, that's my only taste of Diablo. So I'm not hyped for this. Sorry. I know a lot of people are, but not me personally. But the Necromancer class, that's cool. Yeah, that's cool. So for people who are into Diablo 4, and I might get it. I don't know, because I got Diablo 3 because my friends were super into it. And they're like, let's get Diablo. So if all my friends are like, hey, let's get Diablo and I'll pick it up. So we'll see how it goes. A Sea of Thieves. This is exclusive. It's an update. They're getting an update. You can be a captain now so you can get your own ship and you can decorate it how you want. So that is really cool. That's really cool. The Sea of Thieves is one of those games where I'm like, I'm disappointed that it that I can't play it or I suppose I could play it on PC. But that, that, that is a game that I'm disappointed that I don't have access to on my console. But uh, you know what? I'm happy for people that have it. That's really cool. And it's cool that you can be a captain and decorate your own ship now. So, yeah. No, that's really cool. Sea of Thieves, in a lot of ways, makes me think of uh, No Man's Sky. And I like No Man's Sky. So, yeah. That's cool. Ravenlock. What was Ravenlock? I don't remember which Ravenlock was. I'm going to have to look that one up again. Uh, so, while I look up Ravenlock real quick, we can talk to we can talk about Wolong Fallen Dynasty. So, that's the new one by Koi Tecmo. And I guess one of the guys who worked on Bloodborne was there and uh, working on it so yeah let's see ravenlock oh okay okay so yeah so one of the bloodborne guys is on it so i guess this is going to be like a neo style game which is cool i'm not super into the soulsborne games i've played bloodborne i have neo i plan on playing it eventually i'm going to be playing it but i was saving it for halloween <laughs> because i played bloodborne last halloween so i was like i'll play neo next halloween so um, that one's probably going to be coming this October. You'll see me playing that. So Wolong Fallen Dynasty is probably another one of those. It's Chinese mythology. So the, where, as opposed to Neo, which was Japanese mythology. So that's interesting. This one was one of the ones where when it came out, you know, I saw online there was a lot of mocking of PlayStation people. Ha ha ha, we're getting this game. And then it turned around and immediately became apparent that it is going to be multi-platform. So it is also coming to PlayStation. Yeah, there's a bit of shot and for it there. But, uh, but yeah, so this one looks interesting. I don't know too much about it because when people were watching it, they're like, oh, is this supposed to be Onimusha? Uh, so yeah, we're not quite sure. It looks like it's going to be a Soulsborne style game, but we're not 100% sure. So uh, Ravenlock was a, it looks like an Alice in Wonderland style game. So I'm not super into this, but uh, if you're the kind of person who likes to play, you know, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, that style of game, then yeah, this looks like it'll be up right up your alley. So for people on Xbox who did not have Sackboy, A Big Adventure, 
but they wanted to play a game like Sackboy Big Adventure, this is a win because now there is a game similar on both systems. So good job. All right, so that one's, I'm not particularly into that personally. But next up, they announced the Persona 3 Portable, Persona 4 Golden, and Persona 5 Royal for the Xbox. Now, when it came, it, they made this announcement and it was like, oh, hey, finally it's coming to all three games. I actually have Persona 4 Golden on my Vita and I have Persona 5 Royal on my PS4. So I was, I just finished my second run of Horizon Forbidden West and I was thinking, okay, what I can do is maybe I'll play Persona next. And it was between Persona and .hackgu. And then I saw this announcement and I was like, oh, you know what? If they're announcing this, I saw the announcement. And then shortly thereafter, they announced, oh yeah, no, it's coming to PlayStation as well. Persona 5 Royal is already on PlayStation. So what do you mean it's coming to PlayStation? So I think what that means is there's going to be a PlayStation 5 version of Persona 5 Royals or an upgrade or whatever. So what I'm going to do is I decided I'm going to play .hatgu first and then just because I will wait and see when Persona 5 comes out, if it is on PS5. And if it is, if I can get the free upgrade, then I'll just do that. So I'm holding off on playing Persona 5 Royal. I was going to play Persona 5 Royal, but now I'm holding off on it to see if I can get the upgrade. But yeah. So we'll see on that. And then the last one of the show was Starfield. And yeah, this one's a big one. We were talking about Starfield on the show, so I'm not sure if I'm going to get into too much here. But actually, you know what? Korean and I already talked about it with Starfield. We talked about how I would love to get it, but I it will really depend on what the specs are because obviously it's not coming to PlayStation, so I can't play it there. And my computer is about five years old, so can it run Starfield? Maybe. And if it can, and it can run it fairly well, I'll pick up Starfield. But if it's gonna be chugging along, I might have to wait on it. So we'll see there how I do with Starfield. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, but then as far as the trailer goes, looks good. Looks like New Man's Sky. As soon as uh, when they, so basically if I'm walking through the trailers, trailer starts off with the landing. Okay, this is pretty cool. He steps off the ship. Okay, pretty cool. The frame rates were low. I will admit a lot of people were saying that online, complaining about how the frame rates look terrible. He steps off the ship, really cool. And then they do the harvest thing and they harvest the rocks. And I'm like, oh no, that's no man's sky. Oh, so then they did that. And then they keep going. They show the combat's okay, but Bethesda games have never been the best when it comes to combat. It looks fine. And well, I'm still on board until they come into the part. They show his hand, he's looking at the watch and then he walks into the room and then he starts talking to the first NPC. And as soon as the first NPC shows up, I felt embarrassed for them. We have just seen games like the Resident Evil remakes. We saw we saw Callisto Protocol. We've seen we saw the Redfall thing. The games that we've been seeing recently, their NPCs they're, they're modern. They're on modern consoles. They're modern level. And then when as soon as we saw the NPCs in Starfield, it looked like Oblivion. It's, the models were better, but the thing is, I think what it is, the, the facial animations, you can tell they put a lot of work into the facial animations. But the body language, there's no body language. So the person, they, they come up to the screen, you know, they're walking around, whatever, and then it comes time to talk, and they're like, I was walking the other day, but I'm concerned that there might be a presence of aliens somewhere. 
Yes, I know. That is very concerning to me. I agree. So yeah, the body doesn't move at all. The face moves, but the head doesn't move. The body doesn't move. There's no talking with their hands or anything. And so it just looks so stiff and it's just so dated. It looks exactly like Oblivion with updated graphics in terms. It, it just looks like a reskin of Oblivion with which much a very nice reskin, but it looks like a reskin. And that for me was embarrassing, particularly after everything we've seen. So I'm sorry. But uh, the NPCs now that said, I'm not a big person on graphics. And that's why I said I didn't hate it. I felt embarrassed. I felt embarrassed because I know how people are going to react when they see it. So I'm like, oh, I'm not like, ah, oh, I hate it. It's, oh, guys, no. Like, I don't care, but I know other people are going to care and it looks bad. But yeah, everything else looks fine. The ships looked good. The cities look good. The environments look good with the exception of, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can pull up the video real quick here to show you guys. Let's see. Okay. Let's see. Okay. Nope, that's the preview. Uh-huh. Okay, here we go. Where is the video? I want to see the video because there was one part of the video that I was watching too and I was like, oh no, guys, no. no that's not it. Why am I not seeing any videos? Yeah, be... Alright, so if you're listening on Clubhouse, obviously you can't see this, but uh, there was one part where they're showing the ship taking off from different planets and there was one scene that I saw as it passed by and it was just like, oh my gosh, it looks so bad that I have to show it on the live show. So I'm looking up Bethesda. There we go. This should work. This is on YouTube. Okay. Why do I have to confirm my age for this? I didn't have to confirm my age yesterday. Okay. Fine. Let's do this. Okay. Bethesda. Okay. Okay. All right. So see if I can find it. There's a part. Okay. But yeah, I'll show you the character models too. So here we go. Go to this screen. Okay, and where is it? Go one? Nope, not that one. This one. All right, so here we can see. I want to play on TV now, theater mode, full screen. So we can see right up. Yeah, see, so the head's moving, but the shoulders are just really stiff. Also, where's the first time she. Yeah, there. See, let's see, this is super animated, but the head is super, the body's super stiff. That's, that was, that was what I saw there. See, when they're walking around, they look fine. It's just when you talk to them. It's really bizarre. Yeah, this guy too. These guys actually got hand motions, but I don't know. It's like overly animated there. Ah, here. This right here. This is the exact same here. Okay, so here, this world looks interesting. Okay, most of the worlds are probably gonna look like that. Where's the ship taking off part? So, yeah, here. Look at this planet here. That is just a lot of nothing. You can walk around all there, but there's nothing in a close radius to where you are. So the planet just looks so sparse. And then they announced that there's going to be a thousand planets. Okay. Oh, this is not fitting anyway. Uh, that's my fault. Let me fit that. I wasn't even paying attention because I was too busy looking at the thing. All right. So then there's a thousand planets. Okay. So there's a thousand planets like this. And yeah, it's just, oh God, not excited at all. So... Yeah, that just looks super, super sparse. And uh, there are a thousand planets. And they've re and since then, they've announced a couple things. You cannot, from when you take off, from taking off to space, cut, it's a cutscene. You can't do a full launch. Which, okay, that's not a huge deal. But that would have been fun. A lot of people are saying like, oh, who cares? And No Man's Sky, it's the most boring thing getting off planets. Like, okay, but is it more boring than just 
a short cutscene. Yeah, that's disappointing that they're doing it that way. Also with, the, what was it? They, you can steal ships, that's cool. But also they announced that there are four major cities. So there might be some minor settlements, but there are only four major cities. A thousand planets, four major cities. Yeah. So it looks like basically the game is gonna take place on maybe 10 and then the other 990 planets are purely for resource gathering. That's it. So just you have 10 planets for the game and then you have 990 planets for No Man's Sky add-on. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. As far as the bland planets thing, I think they're using, what was it? The Fermi mutation or whatever. They're, they're basically saying that most of the planets in the universe are boring. They're just rocks. And look at Mars. It's not exciting, except the fact that it's not Earth. That's its only redeeming value. Venus is pretty much the same. Rocks and Pluto is the same. It's just rocks. So most of the galaxy, galaxy is going to look that way. But I'm also curious how they're really going to do this because I was hoping they would just maybe focus on one solar, one star system, and then you go between them because they did say that this is supposed to be NASA punk and not so fantastic. But if there are a thousand, what do they say, a hundred star systems? and a thousand, a hundred star systems and a thousand planets. How are you gonna do that without, what do you call it? Not time dilation, but uh, uh, the, what do they call it? The twins paired. How are you gonna do that? Where you go to another planet, turn around, come back, and it's not 50 years later. I don't know how they're gonna handle that. And so I'm sure there's a way around it. You could just say, we're ignoring it. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I hear different planets do have different levels of gravity. That's cool. I hope that's true. Yeah. Like I said, if my computer will run it, I'm excited. I will get it. If my computer cannot run it, I'm still excited, but uh, I'll wait. But it is Bethesda and they do come out buggy and they are biting. It's a big bite. So did they bite off more than they can chew? Who knows? So I am going into this one with a healthy dose of skepticism. I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun and I'm sure I will enjoy it, but I'm sure it will have, it will have more than its share of issues. Let's just say that. I'm not knocking it. I'm not insulting it. I'm not saying this isn't a fanboy coming out. This is me saying, this is me just saying that I am nervous. I think nervous is the right word. It's not skeptical, nervous. Nervous is the right word. I want this to be super cool, super fun. And I want it to run on my computer. That right there is not gonna run on my computer. I can tell you that right now. My computer is not gonna be able to be that good. Unfortunately for me, I'm not gonna be able to see that anytime soon. But uh, yeah, so I'm nervous. I'm very nervous about what we're going to get here. Okay, that is all that for today. Uh, thank you for coming. And yeah, I hope that we can do more of these in the future and hope you guys had fun. So I'll catch you all later. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye. That's all we have time for, folks. Please don't forget to follow, like, subscribe, and share on social media. We are trying to build the best possible community out there. We want to create a home for people just like you. You can find Middle Age Gaming on YouTube, Twitter, Discord, Gmail, and Instagram. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to tune in to Adam and Phil's stream to have a chat with them. See you later!